Amen. 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 Thank you so much. Once again, thank everyone for joining us tonight. Uh, June the 6th, June the 9th, uh, June the 9th, 2022. It is 7.03 on the East Coast of the United States. We're coming to you from Corum, New York, the suburb of New York City. And we are so excited again to share another episode of David, uh, his life, his faith, his endurance, his perseverance, his suffering, and his great triumphs that he received from the Lord. And in many ways, similar to what we go through uh, each day. And God has always given us the victory. Amen, amen, amen. And we thank God for that. Tonight, we really want to look at uh, chapter 8, I believe. Um, And... um, it's uh, of Second Samuel. Uh, let me just double check that. I'm sure it's chapter eight. Okay, um, and I know that you be uh, quite. Happy tonight as we continue to share the goodness of the Lord. Amen. Amen. So, I think if we look at the very, um, well, beginning of chapter 9. I'm so sorry. Chapter 9. Okay, chapter 9. I want to go over some things that I think are very important. I may have shared some of this with you before. I think it's very, very important and can be very helpful. Well, it's definitely very helpful to uh, the study of God's Word, the study of the Bible. When you have, we want to look at Mephibosheth tonight. We've spoken about him before. Uh, and we're going to, and you know, preach sermons concerning him. But we're going to look at some things uh, a little closer tonight, like I said before, that I believe would be very helpful. And um, First of all, um, when we um, look at names in the Bible, we can go to Bible dictionary. Certainly, you know, use your 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 phone, use your Google, and because there are many uh, people with the same names in the Bible, and we always want to be certain that the person that we're interested in is the one that's being mentioned. 
And sometimes, of course, they're mentioned uh, in many different places. And here comes one of the most important points. We're looking at the relationship, for instance, between Mephibosheth and, uh, and King David. But the relationship span over a series of years. So just like us, we have relationship with other people over a period of years. And sometimes those relationships, they do change. Sometimes, hopefully and prayerfully, they get better, they get stronger, get to know each other better. Sometimes, not so. And oftentimes, up and down. And sometimes the relationship, the friendship is hot, and next time it's cold and so forth and so on. You know, I think, I think, uh, I think, uh, I think I'm trying to explain it well enough. And so there's a long relationship between Mephibosheth and, um, and David. And that happens not just between these two people in the Bible, it happens with many people in the Bible. That's why it's good to look up the names, see where those names are mentioned, and follow through on the story. Um, when we look at uh, chapter 9 of, uh, of, of 2 Samuel, that's not the whole relationship that is spoken about in chapter 9. Uh, later on in other chapters, you see some other things that are mentioned about the relationship between these two people and others that are quite important. The first thing that we should uh, Keep in mind is that Mephibosheth mentioned here is the son of Jonathan uh, who had died at this time. And um, Jonathan, as you know, was a very good friend of David. But there is another Mephibosheth that's going to come up in later chapters, and he is the son of Saul, whose relationship to David was terrible, and who David had to take stuff into his hands against that son of Saul, the King Saul, King Saul, whose name was so now this uh, Mephibosheth mentioned here, the son of Jonathan would be a nephew of um, would be a nephew of the son of of Saul 
would be the uncle of this other Mephibosheth uh, that we have spoken about. So that Mephibosheth, the son of Saul, and Mephibosheth, the son of Saul's son, Jonathan. Amen. So another way of putting it, this would be the Mephibosheth uh, that we're talking about. Uh, his uncle would be another Mephibosheth that you don't want to confuse with the one that had this long relationship with David. Other things that we need to keep in mind is that David, if we've been following, and I know we have, uh, the life of David, the tendencies that he had, uh, he called, as you would see, uh, asking, are there any relatives of Saul who are alive? And then he was told, yes, there's one, it's crippled. And uh, he lived over in a place where, you know, people who can't fend a whole lot for themselves live. And David said, you know, well, let's get him, bring him to the, uh, to the palace, bring him from lower the bar, that was the place. And um, because I want to take care of him. That is the gist of what is happening in the first verses of chapter 9. <laughs> I want to make sh sure that we all follow this carefully by the grace of God. David, in keeping true to himself, was a very kind, kind-hearted person. So it was not surprising that he wanted to do this for his best friend, uh, Jonathan's son, regardless of his grandfather, Saul, his grandfather, what his grandfather tried to do to him when his grandfather Saul was alive. But as we would see often, David is not a conniving person. He tends to be straightforward, but he's nobody's fool. He is deliberate. Uh, he is prudent. He's careful and he's cautious, but he's not afraid of having threatening people, enemy type people close to him. Uh, we can assume that he would want to keep his eyes on those people. It happened over and over in the life of David. Another large thing to keep in mind is that the scripture gives us clear understanding 
that David may have asked for any survivors of Saul family that were not killed by the Philistine. But David had a great suspicion that there were others around. The person that was told him in this, in, in chapter 9, uh, was this Mephibosheth. As you can see, though, later on as we go through Second uh, Samuel, there were others. As a matter of fact, there was another person named Mephibosheth. And as you would discover later on, that he plotted against David. So here, here's what's going on. David is cautious. He wants to make sure that he keeps any enemy of him, of, of his rule, uh, from the family of Saul, want to know what they are, want to know who they are. And obviously there is some type of undercurrent that keeps some of these people, as you will see, secret. Uh, they're hiding. They're waiting for the opportunity to strike against David. That's a reality. So that's why tonight I talk about, you know, uh, good intentions. Having good intentions, but there are some realities. And David, again, had good intentions. He wasn't a dummy. He suspected that there might have been more, as you will see. But this one was told to him, who seemed, who seemed to be a harmless person, somebody without power, and somebody likely to, re to lead a rebellion against him. <coughs> so he says, all right, bring him to the castle. Let him eat from my table. I'm going to treat him royally. And so he did. But in the long relationship between Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, and David, it would it will come up that there was some undercurrent between this person that David was treating so royally and was so kind to that he uh, seemed to have kind of sided with some of the people who were against David. And we'll see uh, as we go along, I know I preached about this in a sermon a few months ago, that uh, even to the very end of, 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 the, of what the Bible tells us about the relationship with Mephibosheth, that David is still kind to him. But David continued to be suspicious of him and never truly believed that he was 100% for David. But at least... As far as we know, he didn't actively uh, pursue any inclinations that he may have had 
in turning against David. May have done some things, joined some groups, whatever caused a little mischief in the background. But David kept a close eye on him and David was no fool to what could happen or was happening around him with Mephibosheth. So it is in our lives. We gotta be kind like David. We have to be considerate. We have to do what is right. And most of the people that we help, most of the people that we support are gonna remain loyal friends to us. And we thank God for Jesus for that. But they might be and they will be others who may not be as faithful as they should, thankful as they should, who may not be uh, the best of friends to us and may even do things funny things, suspicious things behind our backs. Or they may think that we know, don't know about it, even though we may not follow up on it, may not work our while, we may not want to stoop to that level, whatever the reason, and for the person's or person's own good, we might just go along with some situations. So, we have good intentions and we should always keep doing good and having good intentions. But we also have to face some realities. And the reality is that not everybody that we treat with kindness is going to appreciate it understand it and even return any small favor we're not necessarily looking for anything in return but may do things behind our back that's not good those are the realities but god wants us to be like david kind understanding and merciful and he became one of the greatest people in history in biblical history because of those qualities but it doesn't mean that he was you know somebody's fool he always had his head on and his wits about him and we pray that god will continue to bless all of us Give us wisdom and understanding. And I want to interject this right now. Uh, if you go over chapter 7, 8, now 9, carefully, you see that David is blessed with wisdom to rule the people. Sometimes we focus on that wisdom. Uh, and in, in, for David's son, uh, Solomon. But uh, that's 
just how we emphasized it. But if you look at chapter 8 in particular, you would see that David was given and had great wisdom also uh, and to rule the people. And he was nobody's fool, but the Bible says he was fair, even-handed, and was just to everybody. So God wants us to, us to continue to be that way, be fair, just, and be kind to everyone, regardless of who may have ulterior motives. Amen. God be praised. We thank God for that lesson. Something I believe we should keep in mind always.